Hello and good morning. Welcome to the Father and Son Grace and Truth Podcast. My name is Andrew and I'm here with my father, Martin. How you doing, Dad? Andrew, I'm doing great. And how are you today? Oh, things are well. We're going through a little cold streak. It feels like a fall, early winter here in Georgia. uh, It it does, yeah. yeah. It was 37. 37 this morning. Oh, yikes. (laughs) Yep, but uh, no, things are going great over here. We're enjoying what seems to be the last few weeks of uh, quarantine, so enjoying some time with Megan, catching up with a lot of friends, so life is good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, yes, so we are, this is our last episode of Following Christ. This series has been great. We appreciate everyone's support and uh, comments and letting us know what you're like and what you're not. Keep that up. But last week we talked about failure, and this week we are talking about being the best state to be in, as you alluded to last time. So let's, let's start it out. Uh, this is so good. And um, this is a subject that is near and dear to my soul. I talk about this a lot. And Andrew, I have a question for let's you hear it. to begin. And, um, you know, this is just visceral. I'm not interested in anything right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I just want you to respond. Just toss out yep. to me. I am a boom with five words. Five Five different words? I am. Uh, All right. So I am a Christian. I am a husband. I am a business owner. I am a son. Mm-hmm. I am a spender. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to talk more about that? <laughs> sure, with our audience. We might need a whole episode for that. That's right. That's right. Wisdom in financial decision making. Well, uh, is Megan a spender? Uh, yep. Okay. Well, you good luck, guys. <laughs> yes. No, you're you're doing very well. Yes, I will throw the no. question back to you. What are five things that you are? Well, I tell you what, that's great, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do that at the end? All right. Sounds good. Can we do that at the yeah. end? All right. We'll do that at the end because I, I want to focus first on what you said. All right. And um, you start out with, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Then I think you said, I am a husband. Is that right? Oh, yeah. I think I accidentally said wife. <laughs> uh, it's okay. Well, I got it. Either way is fine. And, um, and then the other three were also very, very being oriented. Mm-hmm. A business owner. And then do you remember the other two? Yep. Son. A son and a spender. And a spender, right. Uh, good. Yeah, those are really good. And the reason I say that is because they have to do with who you are mm-hmm. and not what you do. Yep. Um, this is a real problem. When you start to think of yourself primarily through the lens of what you do. Like I've asked this question hundreds of times and gotten lots of answers. Mm -hmm. And 
it's not unusual for someone to say something like, well, you know, uh, well, I'm a business person and, um, you know, I, I'm a baseball, you know, I like to play baseball. Um, you know, I like to go camping, you know, these kind of, uh, I like to work on my house. Mm -hmm. Um, is defining yourself by what you do their jobs. Mostly I'm a teacher or I'm a lawyer, Mm -hmm. um, rather than things that you are. Somebody once said to me, and this stuck with me, we're not human doings, we're human beings. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, I've always liked that. And I don't want to say the doing is bad, because God wants us to do stuff. In the garden, he wanted us to garden and tend for the earth. He, He wants us to tell people about his son and to share his teachings. There are definitely things to do, but the things that do essentially flow out of who we are. Who we are has to come first. Jesus put it this way, and I love the simplicity and power of his teaching. A good tree bears good fruit. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> you got that? Yep. Was that, was that confusing, Andrew? <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, he goes on. A good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Nice. Got that. Mm-hmm. And then he even makes it more clear. A bad tree cannot bear good fruit, and a good tree cannot bear bad fruit. In other words, what comes out of you is from who you are. Mm -hmm. And of course, this goes back to our first lesson about what does it mean to be a Christian? Are we saints who sometimes sin Mm -hmm. or sinners who sometimes act like saints? Mm -hmm. Because we have to say and we have to be saints We have to be whole, complete beings before we can begin to have anything come out of us that is good fruit given through the power of God's spirit, such as is listed in Galatians 6. So this is absolutely essential and tremendously freeing. Andrew, if you would have said to me, well, I'm a basketball player, and you are, and you're a very, very good basketball player. But you didn't say that. Yeah. But let's say you said that first. Mm-hmm. And you got into a car accident and couldn't run anymore. Yeah. What would happen to you? Uh, I wouldn't be playing basketball unless it was wheelchair basketball. Okay. Uh, psychologically, would you be okay with that? Oh, no, not at all. I don't, I don't, yeah. I think like, if I was to be in a wheelchair, I don't think I'd have the same motivations to play basketball. Absolutely. Yeah. It wouldn't be as fun. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be nearly as dynamic yep. as it is to play the way you play yep. and at the level the guys you play with play at. Yep. Um, and listeners, this is just not parental pride here. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, Andrew has played on city leagues. I've watched him, and uh, 
he rocks. <laughs> That's the real deal. Thank so you. he's just not smoke here. Yeah. I saw one game in particular where he was sinking threes like uh was that Steph Curry? Was he <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> like, who's out there, you know? Yep. Oh, that's my how cool is that? <laughs> so, so the beautiful thing about saying right off the bat, you are a Christian, can that ever be taken away from you? Nope. No, it cannot. That can never, ever be taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Nothing can separate you from that reality. You are God's child through salvation in Christ. Wonderful. Um, Romans, we've been talking about Romans. And there's this wonderful verse in Romans 8:16. It says, The Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are his children. And this is so wonderful. You know, after the spirit remakes us, gives us a heart of flesh instead of stone, transforms us, he then witnesses to us, you're now a child of God. That's who you are. Focus on that. Andrew, have you heard the song, Who You Say I Am? Oh yeah, it's a great song. We uh, play. Why? I Why? play it quite often on uh, my top um, Christian hits. It's a good song. No, oh good. What do you like about it? Um, I I like the music that they put around it, but I also like the message in it too. It's not I am like it says I am who you say I am, not I am blah 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 blah. Just I am who you say I am, period, end of story. Yeah, is that our creator and our savior tells us who we are. Yep. And they got, they. I, I'm not sure who wrote the song or what they were doing, but I almost guarantee you that the people creating the song were meditating on Romans 8, 16. The spirit testifies with our spirit that we are his children. Mm-hmm. I am who you say I am. I am a child of God. And there's a comfort and a a peace in that that you can't get if you define yourself by doing. Yep. It's a beautiful thing. So when you're in a season of being, unlike growth where you're just going for it and, you know, using your body and memorizing scripture and serving God with your body, moving, shaking, or failure where you're just bummed out by your imperfections all the time. The key to the phase of being is that there ceases to be this distinction between seeking God and not seeking him, Mm -hmm. between going to church and being with God. Mm -hmm. It's sort of your whole life is God. Yep. From the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, there is this constant sense that you are with God as his child. Yep. Have you ever heard of a guy named Brother Lawrence? Uh, I have not. <laughs> he wrote this amazing book that 
that I got when I was a relatively young believer. And I loved it. It's called Practicing the Presence of God. It was my first taste of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And Brother Lawrence was a monk, you know, way back when, when they did monasteries and such. Yep. And he and he liked doing the dishes more than singing in Latin. And he liked sweeping the floors more than, you know, being quiet for 10 hours in the monastery. Yeah. He, he met God in his day-to-day life and just shared his life with God. Yeah. Yeah. So I, think, was, I, I, I think I kind of relate to that. So I'm uh, like every single morning, part of my, you know, I was talking about my morning routine last time of uh, sitting down, reading, journaling, all that. But then after that, what I usually do most every single day is I clean the house. And that's kind of my time mm-hmm. to talk and communicate with God. So I do the dishes, tidy up the house, throw some laundry in, clean surfaces, all that different stuff. And that's one of the times I feel closest to God because, you know, my I'm doing a little activity, but it's not in front of a phone. So my mind's a lot more free. I'm moving, I'm shaking, and like my blood's flowing, and I have great conversations with God during that time of just cleaning the house. So yeah. I can definitely relate to that. Is your you're inviting God into the normal activity of your life? Yep. It's like God, let's clean my house together. Yep. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'm feeling. Is that right? It is. Yep. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, I love that. That's such wonderful stuff. And um, here's where the child father thing becomes very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure there are other people watching you play basketball who weren't as interested as I was. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Um, you're invested and you're, you're my father more so than. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if you were the janitor at one of the schools you played at, yeah, you know, you just walk through and you're like, oh man, I got to clean up this gym after this basketball game. Yeah. You come, you know, streaming down the court and you're passing and doing your thing and and score three. Yeah. Does it really matter to that person? (laughs) No, not really. (laughs) I mean, if they like basketball, they might appreciate, you know, the beauty of that sort of skill. Yeah. But even at that, it won't be nearly as much. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then it's, go ahead. I was going to say the, uh, the flip side to it too is like, um, you know, it doesn't mean as much like, it's a noticeable difference in feeling when like you guys come in and watch. I still remember the game. I think you're talking about it was, I was on in Chapel Hill. I was on this team. There's a bunch of runners like sprinters, runners was their thing, but they had a basketball team that played on it and we were losing against this team. And you guys came in at halftime. And then the second half, I must hit like five, six, seven, three-pointers. And, you know, it was just extra motivation because, like, you guys were there. 
And the point being, like, when you do something for your father as opposed to just the janitor, it's more meaningful <laughs> when you're the son as well. <laughs> yes, yes. And that is the beauty of sonship, of being a mm -hmm. child of God. And, yep. And I think most people miss this because, like, they go through their day and they think, well, God doesn't really care if if, if I like this car, God doesn't care if I, if I'm interested in, you know, this, this silly song on the radio or, or the fact that I spilled my coffee on my pants. No, God, mm -hmm. he's too busy for that. Yeah. God is God. He doesn't <laughs> care about this stuff, but it's actually the opposite is true. Yeah. God wants you to share everything with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and I loved, I learned this from Andrew, um, I'm forgetting his name now, Andrew Murray, in one of his books with Christ in the School of Prayer. I taught, <coughs> when you pray, just imagine that God is your heavenly father. Crawl up into his lap and say, Daddy, this is what I want. Don't hold anything back. Don't judge your prayers. Don't try to impress God with your prayers. Just pour your heart out to your Heavenly Father and then let him decide. Mm -hmm. And I I love that advice. That is my go-to advice for whenever my heart is just full of concern and I want to pray, is to do yep. just that. Yep. Because he wants our hearts. And the little things matter to him. Mm -hmm. And that leads you to being that I'm going to have my breakfast with God. That I'm going to change my clothes with God. That, you know, we're going to enjoy the drive to work together. This constant invitation of your life into the presence of God is what being is all about. Yep. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest struggles for people is they hear from the church or different things like think of God as your like as a father and then a lot of people grew up and didn't have a father had an abusive father as different um father um you know just not a father figure that they look up to and I think the best reminder is that they're not your reflection of your earthly father the, the he's the prefection um and you know it's it's a tough thing to do um when you've had that yeah. path so what would you say to someone who you know just didn't have the best relationship with their earthly father and they want to see god as a father but they just don't know how to what would you say to them that's a great question andrew i like that um i would say well, first I'd say, I'm sad that it worked out that way for you, because that's, mm -hmm. that's a tough thing to have. Um, you know, I had a good father, and I'm thankful for that. He was a good man and taught me a lot of good things. So I benefited from that. Um, hopefully you benefited a little from me, and you can pass yep. that on. That's, that's the goal as men that yep. we're trying to attain here. So at first I'd say, I'm sorry. And then I'd say something like, 
You've been around good fathers and you know what a good father would be, don't you think? And they'd say, oh yeah, I know what a good father should be. You know, they'd take care of me and not hit me. They'd, you know, listen to me and not yell at me. Yeah, gotcha, that's good. Um, the good father is God. You, you know who he is. Uh, go to him. Um, because all of these things, um, because my father wasn't perfect, I'm, I certainly wasn't, and you're not going to be. So what do we do with those imperfections? We can get mad about it, or we can go to, as you so beautifully put it, the perfection of fatherhood, to God mm -hmm. the Father, who, who really is the only perfect father, um, and find that peace in him. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's that's what I think I'd say. But it is a tricky issue. Um, yeah. But I have seen people who had really bad parents pull out of it and do really well. Yeah. So yep. it is definitely possible, um, particularly when you know the goodness of God um, can become the center of your life. Yep. Good. Now, let me just uh, sort of wrap things up here, finish up this, you know, content part, I guess you might say, is that I am so thankful that I did spiritual disciplines when I was in a growth phase and, and I went through trying to deal with perfection and, you know, fumbled my way through that, you know, more than once um, to get to is to get to being in Romans 8 because all of us are going to get older and you know I, I once read this quote that kind of just really knocked me out and a man said um, old age uh, is not a war it is a massacre <laughs> yeah and then I read that and actually, at the time, I remember kind of tearing up because that I was like, that is exactly right. Because, you mm -hmm. know, I deal with charcoal Marie tooth. I'm in a wheelchair and have all these issues. And if I had built my life on what I did, I would be sunk right now. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I could go through a list of things I can't do anymore. I. I can't play the guitar, I can't play the bass, I can't sing, I can't ride my bicycle, I can't hike in the woods, I can't hike, period. I mean, I could go on and on. But a lot of things that used to bring me a lot of joy, I can't do. A lot of things that I was known for, I can't do. Mm -hmm. But God taught me that I am his son. That's all. That's the top. Yeah. Everything yep. else is just what I do. Yeah. But I am his son. And I can sit on my back deck and do nothing and be completely at peace and find great joy that I am his son. Yep. And the spirit testifies with my spirit that I am his child. This stuff matters. Um, and I'm sad to say that I know people that are entering into you know, old age. 
and they're really angry and they're really frustrated. Yeah. And it's because it's because they're losing their ability to do and don't know what to do. They don't yep. know how to be. So again, just circling back, practicing a Sabbath will teach you that you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Solitude, mm, cool. solitude and silence teach you you are God's child and nothing more. Be quiet in his presence. And those things someday will reap not only joy, but a way to live and die that is that is good. How's that, Andrew? Mm, I love that. You know, it's 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 I think it's a lot harder to do now than ever with all the uh technology what we have, but that just means it's more important than ever to just be quiet and whether that's you know as we said before it looks different from everyone it may be going for a hike going to walk around your apartment going to your nook at your house or like it just looks different for everyone it might be driving your car but uh yeah and so whatever works for you don't don't judge yourself and how you're doing it and don't try to compare to other people yeah for the lord's I like doing yep. dishes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, just I'll sing songs and do the dishes and, and be in God's presence, and it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, yep. absolutely. That's good. So, Andrew, anything on your mind as we wrap it up? Um, no, I, I think this was a great series, provided a lot of value, I hope, to uh, a lot of people. And We've been seeing a lot of different um, growth within our podcast, so we just appreciate everyone tuning in and people sharing and commenting and all these different things. It's just been great. Um, been great for uh, us, honestly. It's helped give us confidence mm-hmm. to know that what we're doing is being validated by the growth. So, we, love it. What was your uh, What was your favorite? We are in three countries and ten states. How cool is that? I know. That's that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, that's fun. Thank um, you. What was your favorite part of the whole series? Which series? Um, season one or just following Christ? Following Christ. I don't know. You know, I have to listen to this one, but uh, yeah. my heart is really on being. Yeah. It's really where my heart is. I do love this stuff, and it's where I'm at. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, if I had to say one, it would probably be that. What about you? Yeah. No, I think my favorite thing in was uh, the whole concept of using your whole body. You know, that was that was something I could tangibly take in my in my life and uh, um, apply it to how I live my life. And I think the other big thing is what we just talked about being and, you know, we would think that during quarantine we'd be better at being because we have more time. But that's not always the case. And sometimes that leads to 
leads to like beating up myself like okay i should be reading or i should be going outside for a walk but just having grace for that and so i think you know after as you said we got to listen back to the episode see how it was but i i love that as well awesome yep so great well great uh, we are the grace and truth podcast do you have a word of grace I do. So I was, um, I watched this a while back. It's called Unbroken. Have you seen it? Have you seen no, it? I, Unbroken? I, maybe. What is it about? So it is about Louis, Louis Zapparini, I think is how you pronounce it. He was a war, he was a World War II veteran. Um, and he got lost at sea for 47 days, but then he was he was found after the 47 days at sea by, um, I believe it was North Korea, or no, it was the Japanese, and he was put into a prisoner camp, and he was tortured for many years, and um, he ended up getting out, and he was freed, and, um, you know, after getting back home, it led to a lot of drinking and um, just a life of full of hate and anger at God. And um, it was just a very miserable way of living. But then he went and saw Billy Graham and uh, he, he ended up watching Billy Graham and basically changed his life all the way to the point where he had grace on the Japanese prison guards who tortured him. And he went back to say um, he forgives them. And so just an incredible story of grace and just a great reminder that no matter what someone's done to you, that, you know, you can still show them grace and it's never too late to show someone grace. If he can, he can go forgive the Japanese prison guards who tortured him. Um, Just an incredible, incredible moment of grace. Love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Bam. Yep. Love it. That's good. So, believer, your word of truth. Are you ready? You are a child of God. That's it. Boom. There it is. Um, thanks, everyone, for tuning in each week and for your support. We really appreciate it. Um, you could follow us on Facebook or Instagram uh, at FSGT Podcast. Um, that's, again, on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can engage with us there. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Have a great and week. Next week, we will be live on Facebook. Oh, yes. <laughs> Facebook lies. Stay tuned for that. We'll release more details here shortly. That'll be awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Hey, everybody. This is Martin with your episode 16 following Christ being review. Um, Andrew and I talked about the we are not human doings, but human beings. This is one of my favorite subjects. 
In Romans, we learn that growth comes through physical engagement. Uh, Romans 7, that failure is caused by despairing over imperfection. And this sort of all breaks into a glorious light in Romans 8, where we basically learn that we are children of God. That's who we are. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, In the being phase of spirituality, life is God. God is life. There's really no distinction between things like going to church and leading regular life or seeking God or not seeking him or praying or not praying. All of life just becomes God and enjoying him through it. We talked about Brother Lawrence, who is one of my favorite people, who uh, was around when there were still monasteries and such. And uh, he actually had more, he enjoyed more and found God more in doing the dishes and in sweeping the floors than in doing all the religious stuff. Um, And he was a being person. Um, He understood that life was to be shared with God and that it wasn't a matter of doing this to please him or doing that to please him. Um, But just like fathers delight in their sons, God delights in us. We talked about the wonderful uh, modern song, Who You Say I Am. I am a child of God. I am what you say I am. Christ taught being and uh, the output of being with startling clarity. John, or excuse me, Matthew 7, 17 and 18. A good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. So, out of your identity as a saint will flow good things. But it all begins and ends with the fact that you are a transformed child of God. I also talked about this. I get older and can do fewer and fewer things. I am extremely thankful that I can sit on my back deck and be with God. And that's enough. God does not require any more of me, and he's happy to spend time with me as his child. Romans 8, following Christ being. Thank you.